Welcome, 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 everyone, to the A Show. I am your host, Justin Davis, and I have my my co-host Meals here. And apparently, in the background, there are a lot of people that are that are excited about this episode as well. I have a live studio audience. And I say a live studio audience of just other people. All right, you get enough black people in a room and a and a and a just blaze beat, and it just turns into Rap City, one hundred percent the basement. So <laughs> that is one hundred percent what's going on in the other room. I will try to ignore it, but you know, from time to time, I may have to. This is just a disclaimer for all. You know, from time to time, I might have to just you know lower it down but it's all it's all because you know i'm, I'm we're recording we, we, we find any sort of angle find any hour find any sort of way to record this show to bring it out to you people so you know we, this is i guess this is just what's going on it's between this or the or the sirens in the background so you know choose one yeah uh and, and that's just really been the the um the theme for this show as a whole and we'll get into it as we do kind of like our retrospective of the past 20 weeks um a little bit later but i mean this is a show that we we pretty much do literally i, I escape at work to go do this in like a in a secret broom closet <laughs> and oh. I call meal. you know it sounds broom closety i'm not even gonna hold you it sounds very broom closety it's an empty office it's an empty office on the third floor that we have access to at my job and no one's ever up here and when no one's shooting, I, I just have it to myself, and it's 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 dark and it's secluded. I also watch Dragon Ball Super up here, so it's it's great. I love it. I love us getting paid to do things. You know what? I'm not gonna totally. You know what? People may be listening. Who knows? Um, but, no one's listening to this. But you know, it's a it, it is outside of our windows, outside of these doors. There's a blizzard going on right now. Um, yeah. In, in New York City, I've been told I can go home after coming to work, which blows mine, but whatever. So you know what? I'm gonna we're gonna get this done. Whoa, niggas. <laughs> okay. Um <laughs> this, is show. this is this is a show 20. This is this is a show and it and it's like in all of its glory, you know. All of as, it, all as, of it. Embrace the way it is because it's a good show. It's a good show. We yeah. we hit twenty episodes. Congratulations to you, my friend. Um, yeah. No, congratulations to us. Congratulations to us. At the end of the day, it, it is a it's a monumental thing. I've never. I think I mentioned this. I've never done twenty shows in a row of anything. You know, like it's always been um, a break here, a break there. And and when I used to do these types of podcasts, I did them by myself, and it'd just be me and a microphone just talking for hours, you know, and very have, Sam Robertsy, by the way. Yeah. And, and I have to say like, you know, having a host and, you know, this isn't the only show that I do and I'm trying to, I'm trying to create more shows and we're trying to do more shows. This, this is the most important show to me every single week. Not, not to like downplay any, any other things that I do, but I love the sport of professional wrestling and, you know, it's something that I, that I love to do. And, and I'll get, I'll get more into like the kind of like my mission, statement for the show as we go to the next 20 or the next 50 or, or, or what have you but um let's start off with no holds barred this week before we get into like the, the mushy serious stuff and we actually have questions from our audience and our some of our friends as well that we're going to be answering today and to me those take precedence over anything that happened on these shows this week to be honest let's talk about it let's then let's get through this let's go through no holds barred yes so the first thing on the agenda today uh ray mysterio has been injured uh it happened the last weekend 
and I'm not sure how much this this will affect every you know everything that he, he's got coming up. I know we talked about him potentially signing with the WWE uh, in, in the next couple of weeks, and that it was imminent. But uh, on Friday, uh, during a tag team match in Connecticut, he tore his uh, left bicep, and he just got injured. He he got injured on that day. He just got surgery for it. There's no word on how long he'll be out. Um, there are a lot, of, a lot of reports that are saying that it's not going to affect his standing with the WWE at all. And honestly, why should it? I don't think they were planning on having him come to WrestleMania anyway. But this is, it's not a good sign. Like Rey Mysterio is already injury prone. Usually it's knee, but you know, it, as great as he looked, I knew that there had to be some type of other shoe that was going to drop there. Well, I, I think like. You know, it's just sad because he was he was kind of injury prone in WWE, and I say it's mostly with his knees and the effect and the impact and all the high risk moves that he does. But even just the whiff of WWE seems to just have like gotten him like injury ridden again, which is unfortunate. I mean, all right, he's not an injury ridden guy. I don't want to disrespect Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio is a legend. Rey Mysterio is one of the goats in Mexico. Um, All time, yeah. But bicep injury, it's like if, if you were planning to show up at WrestleMania, if you were planning to even show up the day after WrestleMania, all that is sort of out the window. And I think possibly if for those bicep injuries, we've just seen a bicep injury with who just had one? Um, Drew McIntyre just had one. Um, let's see. Uh just someone more recently, Rusev had one a couple years back, and and I think Scott Dawson had one just a couple months ago as well. And those ones, they they take time. They're like seven month, eight months recovery. So yeah. it's kind of, it's I don't know, it's kind of slow for Rey Mysterio at this point. But you know, yeah, I, I do think that it's going to put the kibosh on anything that he's uh, as far as indie go, indie indie promotions go. But I think he should sit down and chill. I'm really not sure if he'll even make that New Japan show later this month because they're you know it's it's saying that it, it wasn't a it wasn't a complete tear, but mm-hmm. it, it didn't you know the, all they all they have said so far is that he's still scheduled to wrestle on, on the 25th uh, against Jushin Liger. That might be a turned down match because I think by that point he'll probably have signed with the WWE, but. You know, we'll, we'll see. But, you know, all my, my thoughts and prayers go out to him for on his next deal. He needs to get that bag because I think that there are a, a couple of divisions or there are a couple of programs that might, that might need a Ray Mysterio's touch. I agree. I agree. I mean, it's always good to have a veteran around, at least. And especially at this point in the WWE where I think quality matters so much, whereas opposed to maybe didn't matter as much during his run. I mean, he certainly had quality matches in his WWE run. Can't dispute the great tag team matches, the great singles matches, the great WrestleMania matches. But I think at this point in his career, when everything is just sort of quality, quantity, and everything is just sort of coming together in this like perfect storm in the WWE. I think he's, it'll be great to have him back. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of people who are injured, there is actually somebody that is actually coming back. And it was just announced yesterday that Jeff Hardy has been cleared to return. Uh, to the WWE after Bro, he, he, I heard he was he was cleared by his doctors, but it has yet been cleared by the actual WWE doctors. But I'm sure he'll be cleared. It's not. I, I don't think that would be an issue. I don't think it would be an issue. Um, but it makes you wonder what's in, what his involvement will be if there will be even one in WrestleMania or anything sort of coming up. Um, you know, Jeff Hardy doesn't have to be. Uh, if he goes up on the ultimate deletion, that's something we'll get to in a, a little bit later. Um, I, I, I mean, as a as a pure non physical role, I think that would be a cool touch if he's not cleared by that time. I think, yeah, 
at least just being, you know, they made hints, and maybe we'll talk about this during Raw and sort of the ultimate comp. I don't know if we, we will, but the the compound, sort of the Hardy compound that was alluded to on Raw this week. I mean, we could see a Jeff Hardy appearance. We could see a Brother Nero appearance. Who knows? But I think Jeff Hardy is a hot commodity in the WWE, and pretty much the sooner you have him back, the better. And I think the fact that it's March 7th, I'm sure he's not figured into WrestleMania plans, but it wouldn't necessarily oh, no. hurt. That's over. That's over. I don't know. It wouldn't necessarily hurt to sort of, you know, wedge him in somewhere. I don't know. A battle royal, um, something along those lines, maybe an appearance in the Bray Wyatt match or something along those lines, but it wouldn't I hurt mean, him. It, yeah, that, that's, that's what I was saying. Like, even if he's in the ultimate deletion, it's, it's just a purely non-physical, maybe he just shows his face. That'd be right. fine. But I think, I think as far as like the card, WrestleMania's booked already to the WWE. They're like, we're four weeks out at this point. 100%. I mean, probably, probably at this point, but you know, yeah, probably at this point. I've seen them change, add stuff on the fly, but it's probably at this point, it's probably all booked up. The programs are cre- being printed and all this other stuff. Right. Uh, one thing I did want to want to touch on is New Japan had their anniversary show. Uh, did you watch the anniversary show? Yes. I did not watch the anniversary show. It happened last night, bro. Yeah, it did. <laughs> I'm mad. Come on. It, it happened It happened yesterday. I'm, I can only watch so much, you know, between SmackDown and... and the challenge. I'm not sure what I can sort of wedge in, but please let's fill me in on the show. Is there is there a match I should see? Yes, and, I, and I'll get to that in a second. I, I I was saying I'm killing myself watching all this wrestling every single week. I thought the 46th anniversary show for New Japan was a really solid show. Uh, it, it was kind of more focused on the actual New Japan uh, talent there. There's not a lot, not a lot of Bullet Club stuff on here. Uh, thankfully, I, I think they saved that for the like the bigger bigger shows there, but I'm not saying this isn't a big show, but like the, the, the main card shows. Um, but as far as the show, I, I thought it was really great. I thought that the IWGP junior tag title match between, uh, Rapungi and, uh, and, uh, and Yoshi, Yoshi, Yoshinobu Kanemaru and Desperado was really good. My only issue with that match is that the junior tag title, uh, they, they change hands so much. Right. Um, they literally just got, you know, they, they just won the titles like a month and a half ago and they've already lost them again and they're going to probably win them back in the next show. I hate that they do that, but it's, that's a solid match. Uh, you had Sonata versus Yoshihashi, which was a, which was a great match. Uh, it's Tetsuya Naito, who's been, to me, completely kind of like lost in the shuffle here. And in the same way that people like Finn Balor or Seth Rollins is on, on the WWE roster, he had a match against Taichi, who was really like a... a if you like name someone and compare Taichi to, I was I would say probably Elias. Like he had, a, but they managed, they managed to have a really good match there, and I, I think the top two matches are really what you'll, you'll stay to watch. It's the IWGP IC title match between Minoru Suzuki and Toki Makabe, and uh, that match was tremendous. I think Minoru Suzuki is really one of my favorite wrestlers of the year so far. And you had the title, uh, not it was a non-title match, but you had the uh, Okada facing uh, one of the members of the stable, Will Ospreay, and a, and a pretty good match. I, I think I like the IC title match a lot more than the Will Ospreay match. I think that the Okada match, really, Okada matches are becoming too formulaic for me. And I think are you, that's are you a fan of Ospreay anyway, Will Ospreay? I'm I'm not a huge fan of his either, but I I think the classic styles worked. But I think that it started to get into that formulaic Okada style, and that's why I wasn't really super in love with it. And really I also think his just match style is formulaic as well. And I'm not saying that he doesn't do any these sort of high, awe-inspiring moves, but I think there's definitely a method to his madness of yeah. just like showcasing. There's a lot of showcasing himself as opposed to just telling the story of the match. 
Yeah. And that that's on display there. And Will Ospreay got to get a lot of shit off. It was your typical 25, 30 minute <laughs> Okada match, which is like way too long. <laughs> right. And so Okada, of course, win and, and continue his streak. I, I thought he had a really tremendous uh, post-match promo at the end. But I think if you're going to go back and watch that show, I, I think the Minoru Suzuki match uh, is, is your strongest bet for something that you'll remember from that show. I, I, I just got to be, be honest. Like, I don't think that New Japan, like, I think New Japan and WWE to me, as far as just booking and just having really great matches and shit like that, like, I think they're on the same level to me right now. I, I don't think neither have, have particularly, you know, shocked or awed me in the past three months, but you yeah. know, we'll see their summer programs go along. But um, I, I think New Japan's in a, in a very weird place as far as booking. Cause a lot of there are a lot of the top stars are really in programs that, no one really knows about. And the only real storyline you have in the promotion is something that carries on to also ROH and a internet show and, you know, shit like that with the bullet club and Kenny Omega. So it's a real interesting uh, place for new Japan right now. I'm, I'm interested in seeing where it goes. Yeah. It's in, uh, I, the next show should be next month. Yeah. I, it should be next month. I believe it's Sakura Genesis. I believe I could be wrong. Your, your people will enter. will certainly tell me if i was wrong there but i i'm, I'm just guessing off of the top of my head uh, our next item is and i know we're going to spend like two seconds on this i know mills will probably say okay cool uh hillbilly jim was inducted is going to be inducted into the wwe hall of fame uh-huh. hey, all right so i don't know hillbilly jim all right i'm just gonna be completely honest with you hillbilly jim was before my time uh um, yeah Hillbilly Jim, I remember he was a playable character in either one of the SmackDown versus Raws or one of the WWE, like, shut your mouth, here comes the pain. Yeah. One of those. It was, uh, shut, it was here comes the pain, I think, was the first game he was in. And even then, I was just like, okay, right. Well, you know, it, it is what it is. But I, I don't, I didn't know Hillbilly Jim. Like, I'm, um, he looks like someone from the 80s. Yeah, that would, just, it just <laughs> makes sense. But also, like, he didn't look that interesting to me. He, Hillbilly Jim was, <clears throat> he was one of the, to me, like he was, he was a really over character back in the day. He, he was always with, he was a big, you know, a huge baby face back in the day. And he was friends with all the baby faces. So you put him next to a Hulk Hogan, it enhances the match because everyone loves Hillbilly Jim. He was like the perennial, um, he was the perennial babyface character. And, and I think we made a joke about this in our chat earlier this week that he's what Braun is going to be to me. Like, honestly, he's what Braun's going to be. Like, it's in a like 2018. Yeah, in like six months. Like, to me, that's what Braun's going to be. It's, he's going to be the guy that's, that's hugging babies and, you know, shaking the hands of the crowd and stuff like that. And, and that's not nothing wrong with that. Like, and we'll talk about Braun a little bit later in his segment on Raw. But, you know, Hillbilly Jim is kind of the prototypical babyface that everyone should should have been inspiring to be or aspiring to be. He was never the top of the card. You know, he was never like a he never champion. won a champion. Yeah, he never won a championship either. It was just yeah. It, it, it was it was a it was a um, which is a really like I think it's a cool it's a cool entry because. A lot of people didn't even know he was in, he wasn't in the Hall of I Fame. I thought he was already in it, and I thought he he just seemed like someone who was already in it, and maybe it was like inducted like 2006, and maybe I just didn't see it or something along those lines. But and people, I, th- and I think a lot of people get it confused because, and, and I think, and, and this is probably like a, a solid reason where people think that that was the case. He's been a legend in the video game, in the video games as a legend's character. 
Yeah, but he's never been inducted as a um, as a as a legend. He was in Legends House on the yeah. on the network. He was in Here Comes the Pain, um, but yeah, he was never an actual. And I'm, it's kind of it kind of doesn't mesh well just because like the current class of um, Hall of Famers all seem to be from like the late '90s era. Yeah. Um, and they just see like, oh shit, we forgot one. That's kind of what it looks like when they're in- inducting Hillbilly Jim. It's like, oh shit, we forgot one from the eighties. Yeah, let's 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 make this happen somehow. But yeah, c- congratulations to Hillbilly Jim. I I liked him as a kid. I, th- I think it's I, I don't again this Hall of Fame shit doesn't mean anything. So it's just PR. So no oh, one should be. Able yeah. To. Okay. Uh, our last point for No Holds Bar: the All In location has been announced. Are you excited for All In in Chicago? Not really. I don't know what all in is. Um, <laughs> I don't, the the only person who would probably pop me in terms of being all in has blocked me. Um, so I have no sort of interest right now in the all in, but I'm intrigued on what they plan to do. I'm I'm, I'm intrigued for the history or the impact it could have. It's a huge show that is being being bankrolled uh, by Cody Rhodes, the young and the young bucks. Uh, they they've asked for pretty much no sponsors other than like one hour teas and shit like that. And um, it's taking place at the Sears Center Arena, which is a ten thousand seater in Chicago. There are a couple of uh, wrestlers that have been announced. No card yet. It's it's supposed to take place in uh, in September, but it it's a it's going to be interesting. There's been a big wild storm of PR about it. I, Cody Rose just had a small tiff with me yesterday for me, like mentioning the, the uh, that I thought that the the actual promotion of this has been kind of like uh, like iffy. Like I don't I don't you know it, like I don't have an issue with WWE placing stories because that's what all companies do. Right. This has seemed so much like to me like <laughs> Cody and them like being like nudging their friends and saying, Hey, get me on your, get me on your, on your, on your site, pal. Yeah. But, but then again, it's not like they don't deserve to be up there. They're like the most popular indie wrestlers out right now. So, you know, it, it is what it is. I'm not the hugest fan of all in. I'm not the hugest fan of the bucks who also have me blocked. I'm not the hugest fan of Cody Rhodes. I do respect what they're doing. I, I do respect, you know, how they're going about it. Yeah, I, I do respect it. But I I also, um, <laughs> I just think it's weird that they, they work for all these promotions and, and like, these promotions are, like, but, but again, it's also counterculture. It's, like, we're going against these big companies. But it's, like, you're leaving ROH kind of, like, out in a rut where it's, like, oh, yeah, we're going to take all your talent, but we're not going to promote the show, you know, on your, on your actual TV. But, you know, it is what it is. I'm interested in the story just behind us. I, just the 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 story of the young bucks career and just like how all this is going and the trajectory of all this and where does it go from here? And what does it in the, in terms of the big picture, what does all in do besides saying like, Hey, we can do this ourselves. What does it do? Like, what are they changing? What are they impacting? What is, what does it do? What does it say that indie stars can have their own sort of things and be able to cultivate their own sort of, you know, uh shows and 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 doesn't necessarily need anybody to have an amazing show i'm I'm interested in what it supposedly means just for wrestling culture like it's is it bigger or is it just yeah. you know a humble stunt by the bucks and and, and cody Rhodes? Yeah. who knows i hope the matches are good because a lot of the talent i see up there is smelly but, but even <laughs> but even if the matches are good like 
what what part of the legacy is it just something for good matches because you can just watch it anywhere like what legacy does it have what does it do that they did it informed and they're making it the hottest ticket in town i do think that i i really do think that it's gonna hit the ten thousand. i think they're gonna i think they're actually gonna sell out i do think that chicago's a hot town they, they're in the right place. They're in the right place to do this. So um, good luck to them. And, we'll, and of course, on the A-Show, we'll have more, more, more news on All In as, as it approaches. But uh, congrats to Cody and them. Uh, Cody calling me by my name yesterday on Twitter. It's kind of insane. Wow. Shout out to you, man. You get the Blonde <laughs> Bombshell has, has acknowledged your presence, like many other wrestlers in the past, by the way. Oh, yeah. Shout out to the, Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Shout out to Hulk and Dean Ambrose. Uh, <laughs> A lot of different wrestlers have called me out on, on social media. But let's let's get into like our main segment for the day. Uh, A-Show 20. Uh, 20 weeks ago, I texted you out of, out of nowhere. And I said, let's record a wrestling podcast today. And you said, what? And I said, let's record a wrestling podcast today. <laughs> and I said, no, what is wrong with you? I'm so and- busy. Again, still busy. Um, don't get me wrong. Still busy. Still doing the podcast. Still figuring and then, it out. And, and I'll and repeat this again. Nigga, you ain't Diddy. <laughs> Listen, I don't think... All right, I'm not going to say what Diddy does per day, but I think at this point in his career, he doesn't have to do as much as he used to. I think he does more. I got to see what he does, man. I got to see his itinerary. What is he doing? I, I, from on Snapchat, it doesn't appear he's doing much. I'll be honest with you. He looks like he's enjoying life at this part of his life. He deserves it. But uh, as we, we cross into a 20, the 20th episode, that's 20 weeks since uh, we started this in like November, uh, October, I, th- I believe, right after the, the, uh, the SmackDown invasion. I think that was our first. <laughs> that was yeah, our first. It was, it was around there. Yeah. And. I think with the A show, it, at first to me, it started, and I don't know if it's like this for you also, but it started with me just trying to get my podcast juices back and, and trying to feel like I wanted to do this again mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. And the show made me want to continue to, to podcast and, and it helped me create the, the RNC kind of brand and say, hey, we could do this. And, and this show is the reason that RNC radio really exists in a lot of ways. And as far as just being a wrestling show to me, I don't see a lot of, and this isn't a slight to anyone because I don't listen to every podcast. There isn't enough people of color in the wrestling landscape that have shows that are highly analytical and fun and, you know, just super like the conversations that me and you have, or, you know, are there, they aren't covered in <clears throat> like black Twitter memes and shit like that, you know? Right. Like the way that we handle this wrestling podcast is like we belong on that level to me. And as the show grew, I think maybe episode eight or nine when we were doing this, I think it might have been around the time we did the, the year end. And everyone, we love the year end episode that we did. I was like, there isn't enough people like us speaking for us. And that's been like the main motto of RNC is, is we get to tell our own story. And I think telling the African-American man, male, who loves wrestling, pro wrestling, is a, is a huge story that no one takes advantage of. I, I listen to so many podcasts every single week where it is people that are not like, they don't look like me. And, and, and this is big. This is even big in pop culture and movies, everything. 
you know, I, I hear these people and I've been hearing them for years and they don't sound like me. They don't, you know, have the same thoughts that I do. They might have a couple of the same ideas that I do, but they don't resonate to everyone. And, and I just wanted the A show to be a show where black people and white people and Hispanic people and everyone, men, women, whatever, can listen to this and they'll, they'll and they just put us on that same level. Wow. Shout out to you. Yeah, I've been, I've been thinking about that for a really long time. Like, you know, the A show to me, it means so much. Like this show is really my baby. Like it, it, it made me want to continue to do this. And, and, you know, you have no idea how, how, how happy and important the show is to me. I've turned down like concerts and hanging out and shit like that just to make sure that I get home so I could edit this and record this. You know, it, it's that well, All that shit is whack. All right. I'm just going to, I'm not even going to hold you. All that shit. And no, I'm kidding. But go ahead. It is whack. And, and you know, and, and it's whack to me, but it's like, there is nothing more than I love. I love three things. I love, I love four or five things, whatever. This isn't the only thing that like, Multiple, I love you have more than one thing that you like. like I love, my love. Yeah. Like I love music. I, I think as far as passions, like that, I love music. I, I love like tech shit. I, but like more than anything, I love pro wrestling and being able to talk about this and have people really like come back and, and agree and, and love what I say and, you know, love what I'm saying. And, I even just being around wrestlers and they have heard my fucking podcast and say that they, they like the way that I, I talk about certain issues and stuff what like that. What like, about me? What and, is and you, about me? They, they love you too. They love All you right. too. I, I won't say names, but like they love you too. All right. But it's like, that's big to me because it's black. And this show to me is, is showing that like, we have a voice and I want anyone and I want this show to be a beacon for anyone who wants to start this and do this to just go ahead and do this, do it. You know, like I, like I said, I can't hear everything. I don't listen to every single, <laughs> I listen to every single podcast. This isn't a slight to anyone, but I didn't hear enough of it. And I did something about it. And that's Boom. what the, that's what the A show means to me. Boom. That's it. That's it. That's all we need to say. That's all we need to say. There's a, there's a void out there. There's a void of the realness. There's a void of everything like that. And we're providing that. We're providing the realness and sort of wrestling perspective. There's a lot of things people don't say that they wish they could say. There's a lot of things that people should say that they don't say. There's a lot of angles and perspectives that people necessarily don't think about things that we do. And I think, a, I think we cover it and we pe- speak from the perspective of a fan and we speak from the perspective of two educated black males who, you know, Wanted who who love this and want to at least provide commentary and would love to continue to not only just expose but continue to talk about the culture, the culture that is pro wrestling, the culture that is rap, the culture that is our culture, and merging the two worlds. I said this a couple of shows ago that I think you know in the WWE we say that yo they need to get the next Asian star, they need to get the next Hispanic star, but we rarely ever see like yo we need to get the next black star. We need to right. and, and and we rarely see that. I mean we see the new day with the new day really just became popular on their own accord they didn't become popular through the entire machine um they became popular just from the virtue and charisma that they possessed themselves sasha banks um even rich swan when he was around at a time all these sort of stars you you look back at that one picture even you know we see cedric alexander now just based off of his skill the man you know on his first night in had damn near a five-star match and he had to show people what he could actually do. And I think, I think that's what, I think that's, you know, 
we just want, we just, you know, we just want to be in the conversation. And it's not that we're fighting for our own place and stuff like that, but it's just like, I think we're qualified. I think we're respected enough. And, I, and if we're not, we'll get there. But I think, you know, it's a, we've got a voice and this is the real, this is the real, to be honest with you. This yeah. is the realness. And I want to thank everyone who, who listens every single week from our friends to our loyal viewers. Uh, I fucking fucked up. Yeah, I was fucking listeners. I, I'm still doing it. Um, I, I, I fucked up because I, I, put, I posed the question literally 24 hours ago. <laughs> well, you know what? See, we're busy in our lives. There's a lot going on. There's a lot of things we got to do. And, you know, now I find myself over the past few weeks, I haven't just been recording two podcasts, been recording three podcasts now. And, yeah. and, and if someone calls me for one, I'm I now because of this podcast, I think now I am open a lot more to actually doing other ones if I'm called to do so or if people request me or something along those lines, because you never know what could come from it. And we see the A show and we're 20 episodes in and and. I think it's gotten a lot of good support and you, you we would have never known if you never actually went out on a limb and actually did it. Yeah. And so I posed a question and I actually want to pose a question to you also, Mills. I posed a question, uh, just ask us anything. Uh, it was like, it was so dead on, on Twitter because of course I didn't ask this when everyone like literally like cared like last week. <laughs> yeah. You know what we should do just after raw or something <laughs> like in the middle of raw. It's, you know, that's literally the only time anyone will care. That, that's what, I, that's what I was going to pose a question to you. Do you want to start doing feedback on the show? Feedback? How so? We, it could replace match of the week. I mean, we can. I'm, you know, I'm normally never ready for match of the week, even though I know it comes every week. Um, so I'm always bubbling, but we can. We can. We can play by ear. We can see what what goes on. We let's, can do feedback let's and try feedback. Let's try. Let's try to get like a rating of the show. Uh, that that come on, whether it be NXT, 205, SmackDown, Raw, or the pay per view, and we can get like a couple questions from Twitter, and I and I think we could continue. We can do like feedback, and I, I think that's more a, a better way to get like interactive with our fans who listen to the show. Like we we have a lot of fans of the show, but they don't sure. know how to really directly reach us, and sometimes they'll ask me questions while the show's on, or like while the pay per view's on, and I don't, I don't see it because like my timeline's like moving so quick. So let's just start doing feedback. That, that's, that is our, our change for HL20 as this show evolves and builds. We do it literally on the fly. So feedback exists. But let's start with our Ask Me Anything. Uh, I'll start with Twitter. Do you want to get the questions we got from, from our friends in the chat? Um, I have to open the chat now. Do you have it have, on you? Yeah, I have it open. All right. Just, it open. Yeah, just, just rock yeah, we'll, it out. We'll just go back and forth. Uh, the first question is from at BigRig83. Um, he asks us, who do you both see the bar facing for the tag titles at Mania now that they've disposed of the revival? Now I'll let you start, Mills. Um, so it was just recently announced the bar actually has an open challenge for WrestleMania. So right. they're they're I don't know whether open challenge will be answered at WrestleMania or it will be answered beforehand and it'll be changed into a match. Nonetheless, I think it's going to be hmm. I think it could be a multitude of things. But there's been a report that the the team is a team that was not a team. That has been the report. It's, it's a team that was not a team before Mania. I always feel like multiple teams are going to answer, and it's going to be this weird big schmoz of a match like they've done every year. I right. feel like 
beyond just I feel like tag teams have earned it I mean I feel like all, all the other tag teams everyone's working hard but I don't know it, it seems like a lack of confidence on WWE's end in terms of creating viable tag teams and also sustaining interest with Sheamus and Cesaro but you know I don't I have an actual answer oh I, I I don't have an authors of pain I don't like that I, I don't like call I don't like calling people up um, I really don't like calling people up after before Mania. It, it, you have no chance to know who they are. I don't think they'll even get a pop <laughs> at Mania if they come out. Like, oh, they might. Come on, they they'll get the they'll get the. Um, I'm excited that you're here. I'm excited for you, Pop. It's not like a pop that they're excited. You know, they're Listen, there, but they're excited for them. If Mania is at the Smoothie King Center on Saturday, Center. <laughs> wow. Okay. Is that what it's really pop. called? Yeah, that's going to be where the uh, I think that's where Takeover is at this year. Oh my god! It's the, it's the, it's the, the auxiliary, basically the, the biggest arena there next to uh, the dome. I, as far as me, I'll, I'll go on a limb. If, and since they said it's a team that's not normally a team, or if that's what we're going off of, I say Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy. Huh. I think you do. I think you do ultimate deletion, and this actually goes into a, a, another question that, that I got from um, from Cyrus on Twitter. He asked, "What would what, what, what does being deleted actually mean? Uh, does this mean Bray will be de- deleted from Raw? I think they're going to delete his actual character, and he's going to be a, a woken, broken character. And I think they're going to they're going to have that match early in the day. It's going to be taped on the pre-show. And then during the show, Bray and Matt will debut their tag team." Uh, it's the bar and win. I think being deleted means you're just being defeated, and it's just a fun cookie word that Matt Hardy uses for it. But I have an impact. It literally meant like your character was like erased, like you got a new character. Oh, oh shit. Um, well, impact could afford to do that. Impact is kind of a different. Shit <laughs> 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 works a little bit differently on impact. People, they don't pay people quickly enough. Um, wow. But. <laughs> I think uh, being deleted. I'm just saying being defeated, man. I'm just that's what I say. But in terms of the actual tag team, I'd probably go with yeah. It's still authors of pain. I really don't know who they could put against it, and I don't know if anyone will be exciting unless like it's like Rey Mysterio <laughs> or something. Yeah. Um. Next question. We, we run through. We did. We did two questions in one there, but we'll we'll get to a solid third question from big tim he's from good friend of ours good friend of the show shout out to tim um, he asks 205 live has had a huge turn under triple h how soon do you think he gets control over a main show such as raw or smackdown um how long or how soon i'm sorry how soon do you think he gets control i think it's already started in a lot of ways as yeah. far as getting full control over over a raw i don't think that, that i think that's going to happen way later than than it would smackdown. Like smackdown yeah I think, but I, I yeah but go ahead i think smackdown will, i i really do believe and I've, I've always held this to be true that like like we said a couple of weeks ago like the xfl shit is going to take vince away from his main duties i i think smackdown has always kind of been the show where all of his babies go to mm-hmm. um I know he's got his main guys there on, on Raw with Finn and Seth, like and and um and shit like that. But like he's got like KO and everyone else over on SmackDown, like the women specifically. And I, I think SmackDown becomes his baby. I, I think that's the closest show to NXT. 
it's still, it's, it's just an hour longer. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I think that's an easier show for Vince to turn the reins over on. And I think honestly, SmackDown needs someone like a creative director, like Triple H bring, uh, bring HBK up to, to book SmackDown. And it's a 10 times a, a better show with, with way. Well, HBK is like, what? I got to travel where? This oh, week, what? He, he's gonna be like, what? We're traveling where now? Um, well, he travels to he travels to NXT tapings from from Texas. He, but doesn't he, he li- doesn't he live in Florida now? I think he no, lives he lives in there. Texas. He lives in Texas. He's a uh, but uh, Orlando's one place. Like it's like what? I gotta travel to. It's cold up there, man. Have you been up there? Um, but I think. I think in terms of I could see Triple H in terms of running the show. How long do I think it's going to happen? It's probably around the time of the XFL. I could see um, Vince McMahon just being like, "I want to shave my duties to just the A show, the Raw Monday Night Raw," and I think he could eventually just say like, Here, "Here's the keys um, to SmackDown Triple H," and I think it'll make it a, a better show depending on the toys that he's given and the opportunities yeah. he's willing to give. I think he's someone who, because he's been a superstar himself, usually sees or feels what other wrestlers are going through. And they just know if that just that one opportunity could change everything, could make them a star. And I think he'll be able to cultivate that. But I'd say probably around the time that Vince, you know, moves, you know, starts, you know, shifting operations more to the XFL. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that as well. Uh, speaking of call-ups and, and shake-ups, uh, our good friend Chris Mack at Rappers Are Actors on Twitter asks, where do you guys uh, see the superstar shake-up going after Mania? Uh, what call-ups in specific do you, do you think are going to happen? Uh, Mills, you, you want to you wanna give your predictions? My call-up would be, I would say, Andrade Cien Almas. Not a, well, yeah. actually, maybe not immediately. Maybe he's, he's he's around SummerSlam, but I think Ember Moon is a good choice. To um, okay, I think I could see you know Payton and Billy are someone who should they've just always they should they should be up there by now. To be honest with you, but you know they're going through their own little enhancement you know training. Um, I think also in terms of the men. Ugh. Yeah. Hmm. Almost is good. You know what I think they should do? Sanity. And um, like all of sanity, like all of them. And <laughs> I think we should get. And I know this hurts the brand a lot, but I think the Undisputed Era should come up. Hmm. I think the undisputed era should should be called up. I think well, to me that hurts. That hurts NXT as a touring brand. And I've always said what. That. But you know what though? It's like there's such a viable. There's someone with unlimited renewable resource, which is talent. And I think you know they have other stars who are sort of waiting in the ring, waiting in the wings. They've got Ricochet. They've got all these other sort of stars that have been signed and have yet to be called up. I think they could stand the loop. Like it's not, it wouldn't be the death sentence for the brand. It would certainly hinder the brand, but I don't think it would be the death sentence, but I think the main roster and the undisputed era could work out really, really well. Uh, as far as the shakeup, who do you see moving shows? Nia Jax to SmackDown. I think Nia Jax has run out her raw run. Um, 
I see Charlotte back to Raw. I would love to see Seth Rollins on SmackDown. I would mm-hmm. love to see uh I would love to see the Miz back on SmackDown. I would love to see um I would love to see who are the who are the the Usos back on Raw? I think the Usos they deserve it. They they yeah. deserve that. There are there are a couple of people on SmackDown. They're they're working hard. You could put the Usos and Naomi back on Raw. I think Naomi's a great someone who's um during the initial shakeup has someone whose you know stock has elevated to the point where I think she could be featured on Raw. I think um just <sighs> That's a lot. You're, you're taking you're taking a lot of people away from SmackDown. <laughs> no, I'm trying to. That's why I'm trying to find people to sort of move to Raw. Um, Elias could go to SmackDown. Elias could go to SmackDown. I also think. Hmm. Jinder Mahal back on Raw. Jinder back on mm-hmm. Raw. You uh-huh. know, I I know how you feel, but Jinder back on Raw. Uh uh-huh. I don't think. Uh uh-uh. uh. I'm gonna. Well, I, I'll give my um. Who do you think is going to be called up, my friend? Who do you think it will be called up? Andrade San Almas for sure. Uh, he's he's ready. I, I think that the Rumble showing show you where, you know, who, who's in the Rumble show you who they're thinking about. Mm-hmm. Andrade for sure. I, I think Andrade goes to Raw. He's, he's more of a Raw. He, he's more of a Raw character to mm-hmm. me. I think that the iconic duo, they've always, to me, been a shoe in for SmackDown and the women's division that sorely needs it. I think they go to SmackDown. And I and remember we had this argument last summer where, where we thought that, you know, a lot of people thought they should have come up over the the, the iconic, um, the, I'm sorry, the Riot Squad, but you didn't have those strong heels. Now you have a strong heel in NXT with Shayna, and you have a couple of women that are coming up like Bianca Belair who could shake out e- either way. I think they might make her a heel starting out. So you mm-hmm. can do the iconic duo. Um, I think sanity and the authors of pain. Absolutely. I think that sanity to me will work really well on, on raw. I think that's a raw gimmick. Raw always gets these weird white family, you know, type gimmicks. I don't think they'll work on raw. I don't, I don't think they'll work. Totally. I don't think they'll work. You know what? It depends. I've we've seen gimmicks sort of re refinagled into working on the main roster, but it's, it's something that has not totally like, they're popular on NXT, but I wouldn't say they've like caught fire. I Nikki think Cross, Nikki Cross will work. Nikki Cross will one hundred percent. I think she's the like a female Dean Ambrose and someone that right. people just love for the wackiness of it all. Um, uh, Killian Dane will probably become like a Braun Strowman, and, and that, that's another issue. Where and I'll get to in a second with with, with uh, swaps. Um, Authors of Pain, obviously SmackDown. I think them and the Bludgeon Brothers is, is a shoot. It's literally a. I think think authors, you know what? We need a powerhouse tag team on Raw because I feel like SmackDown has way too, like SmackDown has a lot of powerhouse tag teams and maybe it's just the Ascension and and fucking the Bludgeon Brothers. No one takes takes Ascension seriously. I think if they moved them to Raw tomorrow, no one would would give a shit. True. Okay. <laughs> no um, more call ups. I'm sorry, I'm still on call ups. I can't do Undisputed Era because there's a lot of storyline left. Uh, I, I think there's a lot of people coming up. I think they've got they got fused with the UK guys. They've got fused with Sanity and Authors of Pain. Like they have so they're they're in so many storylines that them leaving right after Mania would be way too it would, it would be way too early for them. I think that to me is I don't think they're going to be a lot of call ups. 
I, I don't think Ember Moon, not yet, because I think Ember will lose it in, in NOLA, and I think that she'll go to the, the Chicago takeover and finally get written off. But I think that, you know, moving over into shape, into the shakeup territory, I think Asuka's going to smack down because I think is going to win the title at Mania, and I think, I think Charlotte will move there to feud with Nia. And I think if you move Sanity there, you have Nikki Cross against Nia too. And I think that's a great fucking, that's a great women's division there with Nia's champ. And you likely, and you've talked about this before, likely want to keep Asuka away from Ronda Rousey. Yes, you want to keep, and I think you want to keep Asuka away from Ronda because after she beats uh, Alexa, if, you know, if, if we're thinking that Ronda's going to be on every show after Mania 2, that collision course, they can't, they can't stretch it out past May or past June. Big, you you got to do Ronda. And and you and I think the big match there is you have an interpromotional match. If, if, since these pay per views are going to be interpromotional anyway, you start building up to Oscar versus Ronda at at um, at SummerSlam, and you have Ronda do her own undefeated streak, and then you have it go. You have them go that way. Have Oscar win the first one, Ronda win the second one at, at Survivor Series, and have them go against each other at Mania or something like that. And I think that's a that's a fucking great feud to me. So you move Oscar to SmackDown. Because you'll you'll give her automatically as the as the as the title holder Carmella, and I know people roll their eyes at that, but I mean she's got the money the big t- uh, thing already. You got her against Carmella, iconic duo. Um, if you're if if you're thinking Naomi's going to move, then you you could just shift Natalia right into that mix. Because I mean Oscar's beating everyone, but and that's just as far as women. I think Nia would be a, a awesome face um, against a heel. Because the thing is. Heel Sasha Banks against Nia would be great. Like Nia has been faced all these women as a heel. She hasn't faced them as a face. That's why I think if you keep Nia on that shoulder belt, she's fresher automatically as a face. Yeah. So that, that's why you keep her there. Um, as far as men, obviously everyone already kind of guesses it. And I, and I, I would agree. You swap AJ for Seth. I think AJ is going to lose the title anyway. And I think Seth isn't going to win the, um, I don't think Seth is going to win the inter- Intercontinental, or I think he, he might, that, that might be a few that, that might just be Finn and, and Miz going into it. But I also really think that you do the swap for the U.S. title in the Intercontinental, and you might move Finn and Seth to SmackDown and um, whoever holds the U.S. title, which could be gender, to Raw and with someone else. And I think that's a, that's a fair swap. That's not bad. I dig it. Then you, could keep, you could keep Dean on Raw. He could do his heel turn against Roman, who's a champion, and that could be the summer feud. And then you could have Seth or Finn turn on SmackDown, and they could be one of the top heels there. And, of course, to, in, in order to get that, you'd have Seth as your face. He'd, he'd be your AJ Styles figure on SmackDown. And then you move the big boy, Braun, over there to be the face, the second face there. I dig it. I dig it. You know, I'm also very surprised we have not seen Dean. But then, just like with social media and all this other stuff, you'd think that you'd be able to see a person, even if they've been injured, just like a, a just like seeing them. But he's so inconspicuous that he might return and might have like a completely different look. This is just yeah. me sidebar. I'm I'd love thinking. that. I would, I would love that idea. I, I love just the proposal of that idea. I think he needs it. I think um, he needs like a completely, um, a completely new. Just a, a completely new look, but uh, yeah, that, that was a that was a really. I, I think I agree with you, and you agree with me, so that's cool. Let's go to the next question uh, from Quan Elway, friend of the show, longtime friend of the show. Long Shout out to Quan. Shout out to Mel Quan. Of, of our of our of our chat, uh, he asks, "What match is closing Mania?" I, I, to me, it's not a no brainer that like people think. I don't think Roman and Brock is going to close that show. <gasps> what? <laughs> what? I, I think you'll have, I think you'll have, I think you'll have 
What is wrong with you? That man has closed the show the last four years in a row. I know, but he's not going, he has never gone against a a polarizing figure like Brock Lesnar. They don't want that show to end in booze. They don't want that show to end in mad years in booze. (laughs) They don't want it, they don't want it to happen this year. They don't want it to happen this year. I think they want to, I'm I'm dead ass. I think they want to coordinate knock. I think they want to coordinate Nakamura. I'm I'm gonna go on a limb. And if it happens Mm. in the the middle of the show. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be very sad. But I, oh. I think you close. I think you close Mania with AJ and Nakamura to send them home happy. That would be nice. That would be nice. But I, I, and I think the the order of the match will go. It'll go Roman Brock use the Ronda matches kind of not like the like they have a match in between that maybe John Cena Undertaker, um, Ronda Angle Triple H Stephanie and then you do AJ Nakamura to end it because that's it's so raw heavy you have to break it up somehow. No, I agree. I agree. That's a good. That's a good way to think about it. I would love to have that match sort of close the show. Um, Give them thirty fucking minutes because they made that same fucking mistake every single year. They cannot do that shit again. Like they cannot. And I know they probably will, but it's like remember when we will stay for Styles Nakamura. People, it's not like you see Brock and Roman and you just like oh fuck. Well, I guess you know we're not going to stick around for this match. People will stay for Nakamura. If you're at the WrestleMania, you're staying for Nakamura and Styles. Think of um, think of when Undertaker faced Batista, and, and that was in the middle of the fucking show. That was a hot match. Yeah, or th- well, fuck, fuck that shit. Um, Under Undertaker, Shawn Michaels. Also, amazing match. Yeah, so it, it's because it, the thing is, John Cena and Undertaker is likely going to be a raw program. So it's like it's such a raw, heavy. Like if you put if you put that SmackDown match in the middle, they have nothing else. Yeah, they have nothing else in that show. I mean, you're probably. You're gonna get Sammy and Sammy and, and um and Kevin, and you'll probably like that's probably gonna happen. But that's not the biggest match. You put that biggest title in that biggest match, and your biggest Japanese star. And, and honestly, you if you want to keep it a hundred, I think the Oscar match might be a lot higher than we think too, because they they want to coordinate these these, these two. And, and even though the booking hasn't looked as, as such, and 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 I completely agree. Like Oscar and Nakamura, they have not looked. They haven't been losing, but they haven't looked like they're important since they won the, the Royal Rumble. But like, if you want to coordinate these people, they have a Japanese tour coming up in June. You put those two in, in, in really big spots. I agree. Uh, next question. Let me see. Let me see. Let's see. Um, this is from uh, the homie LJ at Jam Jamal SLM on Twitter. Who do y'all want to see get the biggest push after WrestleMania? Ooh, um, hmm. I gotta look at the roster. Because <laughs> you know me, I'm just a, I'm not the, I'm not a typical person. Like I'm not someone who's just like Brock Lesnar. No, I'm not. I'm not that person. Um, I would love to see. Gosh, so here's the thing. There's people I think that should, but will never happen. Yeah, and. But I think they should go with fuck. I'm trying to pick someone who's just like not a waste of time. Um, <laughs> fuck. I would be all for a push. You know, what? I'd be a push. All for a push of Seth Rollins again. And what about on SmackDown? SmackDown, I would say, gosh. SmackDown, I would go for. Hmm. <laughs> Damn, SmackDown's kind of mid. Um, 
there's not anyone I want to see in a higher position. There's not. See, the thing is, is my detachment from SmackDown so much. There's no one that I'm yearning to be in a better position. I literally watched a show on mute yesterday. <laughs> um, but I would love to see. Let's look at the women. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I think my choice for SmackDown would have been one of the women. Uh, I'll just go ahead and say my picks. I think for Raw, Finn Balor. Okay. And, and on SmackDown, Becky Lynch. The Miz lit up Finn Balor this week, man. He really oh, yeah. lit him up yeah. really good. Damn. We'll, we'll, we'll get to, we'll, we'll quickly go through Raw. Um, I, I don't think much happened on either of the shows this week, uh, other than like the most important things. Um, let's go back to the chat really quick. Flo, longtime friend uh, again. Uh, Flo, he, do you want to do a question where it's going to be super hard for us to answer, or a question that I think we could probably answer in our raw recap? Let's do the super harder question. Yeah, I think I think you probably saw this question. Um, who holds all the WWE belts going into next year's Mania? <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> yeah um if we get it right though that'd be nuts that'd be if you get one of them right that would be nuts but also why yeah why (laughs) why fuck all right so not even be here could hold the belt shit um that's so hard why would you make it hard fuck you Flo. come on let's uh I'll go, I'll go, I'll go. Okay, top belts. WWE title on can we, pick, can we pick just the WWE? Let's pick the top belts. I, I'm, I'm fine with the top belts. The The lower belts are kind of like a really a crapshoot. Like, it's Sophie's choice. It's Sophie's choice with the, with the lower belts to me. We could, we could, pick, the, we could pick the women's and the, and, the, and the male equivalent belts. Okay. Let's do NXT too. All right. Well, what? A- anybody could be signed to NXT. <laughs> they could decide tomorrow they sign some huge indie star in 360, 383 days. He's the champion. But you know what? Fine. Um, I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. Okay. Go ahead. SmackDown title. SmackDown title. I'll, I'll say uh, the WWE title, the, the, big, the big gold belt. I'll go ahead and say Braun Strowman. Okay. It's a, it's a, it's just a, it's a pie in the sky, pie in the sky uh, thing. Uh, women's title, <laughs> women's title, Oscar. <laughs> okay. For, for one year, I, SmackDown I really think women's or Raw women. SmackDown women. SmackDown women. I think it'll be Oscar. Um, Raw Universal Champion Roman Reigns going in. I think he'll face the next guy next year. He'll be facing the next guy. Uh, and the women's title. Ember Moon. Ooh, okay. I think for the SmackDown, we will have... You know what? I think we're going to go... It's going to be like Randy Orton. <laughs> it's going to be Randy Orton. It's just going to be... It just seems... And I, um, For the SmackDown women's, I'm going to go with Asuka too. I will go, yeah. I'll go with Asuka. I wouldn't um, mind. I wouldn't mind. And then, and, and then like... And I know we're going off, off, off kilter here. And then like... Maybe Ronda's got the raw belt um, right. by Survivor Series, and you do a champion versus champion either at Smack, uh, uh, either on on Survivor Series or or WrestleMania. Like that you would be amazing. You don't want to have those two on the same show, and, and I right. think people aren't realizing that. Isn't Survivor Series is it in LA this year? Yes, and if that happens, I'll be there. 
Um, the universal title. I'm gonna say Seth Rollins, man. I'm saying Seth Rollins. I feel he's like really had this jolt back. I think, um, and I think he'll be a heel. Believe it or not, I think okay. he'll be the heel. And for the Raw Women's, I'm going to say, shit. It's gonna be Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks heel. Heel Sasha Banks. Okay, 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 okay. Uh, yeah, let, let's. Yeah, we have we we got a lot of questions from the chat, which is which is great, and I and I love uh, I love them. Let's do let's do two more, and then two more, two more, and, and I'll pick them. Uh, this is this next one is from Tim. Again, uh, he's. He wants to know who do we think is going to have a breakout year? I'm, I'm guessing this year. Breakout year, like so. Yeah. Oh, we didn't do NXT next year. We didn't do NXT next year. NXT next year. NXT could um, be anybody, bro. Um, no, I don't think. As far as the top belt, I don't think that's true. I think Adam Cole will probably be the champ going in, and I think next year the women's belt will be uh, Kyrie Sane or, or uh, facing Bianca Belair at, uh, at Mania. I think maybe yeah. Maybe. All right, you're probably right. It's not that hard. Um, I'm gonna t- agree with you because I think you're right. <laughs> I think. Um, Breakout year. I guess let's do them by show. But it's so hard to do this. Just pick one, man. One. Well, yeah, pick one. I was just gonna say that it's so hard to do that by show. Yeah, one gone. guy will have a breakout year. It's not gonna be too too crazy. Let's do a male and a woman. Um. Breakout year. All right. See, the thing about, and God, I'm about to sound real weird. They haven't had a breakout year for a woman in a while, besides maybe Asuka, but Asuka's like once in a lifetime. Um, Her 2017 is legendary. um, Breakout year? Shit. Uh, I'd say if Ember Moon gets called up, I'm I'm giving it to Ember Moon. Um, And breakout year this year? And and does this qualify? It has to be like a newer guy, like someone who hasn't had their opportunity yet, or could it be like a guy breaking out again? Uh, just just breakout period. Let's, like they have a big year. It could be it could be a returning guy. Um, shit. Dean Ambrose. Okay, Dean that that could, that could very well happen. Um, for me, women wise. Breakout year, Nia Jax. I, I loved her. I loved her stuff on Monday. I think if I think you turn her face, and you give you give female fans and, and little girls not only a person of color to look up to, mm-hmm. but someone who's body positive as well. And I think she could really be a, a big breakout star to the level that Sasha Banks is. You know, just period. Um, I, I'm. I'm, I'm I'm holding a lot for Nia Jax. I, I really do. I think her program with Alexa, it just kind of turned me on to really where her character could go as, as a face. And, and they, they're, the fans are really ready to cheer her. Right. As far as males, uh, Alistair Black, I think mm. is Alistair Black. I, I, this guy has it all. I, I think that he could literally be called. I don't think it's going to happen yet, but he, he could be called up and he could be in that undertaker, uh, kind of like even John Cena kind of mold where it's like, you, you got a perennial face on whatever show he's on. I like it. Uh, the last question from our AMA, and I'm sorry, we couldn't get to everything. We got to get to these shows and we got to, and shit like that. We got to get to the fast lane predictions. 100%. But, and, and just to let you know, there's a blizzard outside. <laughs> yeah, I got to 
gotta get Mills home. Uh, this one's from from Comic Coyle, uh, Ben Coyle, one of my one of my good friends. Shout out to Ben. Uh, what's the best match going to be out of Mania weekend? And that's just encompassing every single match. <laughs> Ooh, okay, so this is a good time to segue into the A-show poll that I had last week. I had an right. A-show poll of what everyone was going to be excited for, the match everyone's going to be excited for this Mania weekend. And I featured Nakamura Styles. I featured Lesnar Brock. I featured Triple H, um, Stephanie Angle Rousey. And I featured, um, I believe it was one more Miz, Miss Seth and um, Finn. And the winner of that ended up being, by a landslide pretty much, Nakamura versus AJ Styles. And I think because of the main event status of that match and how much time they'll be given, it'll 100% steal the show. Yeah. Uh, I'll say... I, I want to... I'll just go ahead and spoil it. I think that Andrade San Almas and Alistair Black are going to tear the fucking house down on Mania Week. I think they're going to tear the fucking house down. So I think that's going to be the best match out of Mania weekend. Okay. 100%. Okay. I'm, I'm giving it to Nakamura and Styles and hoping they bring the, um, not only just the match quality, but the theatrics. If I had to go, I had to go outside of WWE, uh, Kenny Cody. Huh. Kenny uh, Cody. We'll see about that. <laughs> uh, okay, let's just go. Let's run through Raw and SmackDown really, really quick. Um, on Raw, we had a, we had the actual the, the filling up of the Mania card. Oh, and then also, I want to thank everyone who sent in questions. We will be doing feedback on the A-Show every single week. So if you didn't get a chance to do it this week, uh, you can do it next week. We'll, we'll be putting out the poll and we'll be putting out the, the feedback uh, thread on Twitter. And uh, we'll be asking people for your feedback. So thanks for everyone who, who uh, did this for A-Show 20. Uh, but Raw kind of filled out the, the Mania card this week. We got the three-way Intercontinental the title match that is uh, confirmed. It could be more than them, but uh, it's Finn Balor. As, as we thought, Finn Balor, The Miz, and Seth Rollins. Um, I'm sure that we, we predicted that. It should be a pretty good match. Yep. Um, we, we talked about the Bars Open Challenge, and we also talked about the Ultimate Deletion, which got a pretty cool vignette on Raw this week. But we also, we also got the Ronda Rousey match with Triple H, uh, and Stephanie McMahon and Ronda Rousey and Kurt Angle with a, a, with a pretty they kind of rushed it real quick like this is and I said this I, t- I remember tweeting this this is something that WWE this is unprecedented because they turned what would normally be like a six week storyline into about two weeks and so yeah. I said like hey we're having this match like and I, the only thing I want to point out is probably the greenness of Ronda Rousey just totally bombing the the timing of it all um, yeah me <laughs> <laughs> and i was just like bro <laughs> i was like bro and you can see stephanie's face she's just like she's just like bro <laughs> she cued the drum roll and everything and it literally said but me dumb and i was just like <laughs> but it was it was a great segment i thought it was something it's it's something that triple h and stephanie have really gotten good at and that's really taking an ass whooping and the rare times that they do it it's always fulfilling triple h was bouncing around the ring a lot stephanie got grabbed by her hair pulled up on an apron there was a pretty sick samoan drop fireman's carry drop whatever the hell it was she was clarified really- it she clarified it as a uh, as a judo move on, on her Twitter. Okay. All right. Well, you know what? Sure. We're wrestling fans. We don't know judo. All we know is Simone drops. Um, but it was pretty, pretty brutal. I thought the segment, just to open the show, it was a very hot open to Raw. 
It was tremendous. I and, and I think Kurt Angle's I think Kurt Angle's um, Kurt Angle's redemption. They they need to heat him up and make him look like less of an idiot. So yeah, I think you know what I think they need a call back to a lot of the feud that they have in two thousand. I think they need a call back to that. I need to think they need to make that that he's not only been a subject of. Um, ridiculed by triple h for just in the last six months leading survivor series this has been going on for life and triple h will probably remind him that he's the reason why he's here and all this other stuff so right um, i really love the, the rehabbing of kurt's character just coming out uh calling out uh triple h do you think that there was too much given like you, you got the first uh physical interaction with stephanie and ronda before yes, the match yes but <laughs> yes 100 percent. because i think we're into at some point in the next two weeks um kurt and ronda are getting their ass whooped yeah <laughs> like they're getting the, to close raw by the way not to open raw they're gonna get their ass whooped to close raw it's gonna be triple h with a sledgehammer stephanie's gonna start pedigreeing you know people like all this other stuff like they're gonna get their ass whooped right. uh, so I, I didn't mind i didn't mind her getting her hands on it because to me the big spot of that is seeing Stephanie get put in an arm bar. Oh, yeah. I think that's bigger than me. And you have to start showing Ron to be physical. And if Ron is going to be on the show every week. Leading up to Mania. They got to, like, stay down every single week. Like, you got you to gotta get them to – you got to get to the point as soon as possible. But um, I, I, I agree with the argument on, on both sides, though. I, I do think that it was very quick segment. 15 minutes, you kind of wrapped up a lot of story development. But then again, like I always say going for the most, the most predictable stuff isn't always wrong. So like this, this wasn't super wrong to me. And I thought it was a hot segment. And I think it was the hottest thing people, it was, it was the biggest and and most hottest segment of the night because that crowd was dead for pretty much all of the show. Um, Asuka and Nia had another match, uh, which of course Asuka won with a, I thought it wasn't as good as their last, their other matches, but I think the biggest part of this whole thing is that again, um, as we've been talking about Asuka's undefeated streak has been weaving into these WrestleMania stories and that all of these women can't beat her and they're trying to find their moment. So they're actually, their characters are being kind of crushed or grown. Yeah. Lost because with Nia, it's, it's been I've been this conquering monster. I can beat anyone, but I can't beat her, and that's made her kind of rethink herself. Whereas Sasha has made her internalize and become more angry and paranoid and distrusting of her friend Bailey. So now this this week we've had Nia's turning kind of into a face with Alexa having a tremendous segment, and, and I, I implore you to go look at this on YouTube with basically Alexa dressing her down with Nia crying and, and showing some of her best acting she's ever done. I agree. Great segment. Great developments. Um, I, I, I really, I'm really looking forward to this. And if they're going the Asuka Alexa route, we could be looking at four women's matches on WrestleMania, which to me is unprecedented. It'd be the most ever. It would be the most ever. And I think they would all be warranted. And I think they're, they're all necessary just to quite be honest with you. I mean, I think they're, they're having amazing programs um, all over it and they're hinting at the breakup of best friends. It's really a lot of the same thing, but it's done all these stories. I mean, they're not the same type of stories, which makes it very, very interesting, but they're, they're similar stories at the it end. Feels of more the, human. It feels more yeah, human. It feels 100% more human, which is something that we re- we rarely get in WWE. I guess it becomes more formulaic as time goes over that, you know, women just hate each other because women hate each other. Right. Um, but yeah, definitely. 
how crazy is it that Absolution won't be on the card uh, simply because Paige is, is uh, going through her, her injury right now? Um, Six months ago, I would have never really even thought that. Or five months ago, I would have never thought that. I would have been like, yo, Paige is, she's, I thought to me when, when she came back, I was like, Paige and Asuka, that's, that's the match. I think they will. I think they'll find a way on the card. I'm not going to hold you. I think they'll find a way on the card. I don't know what it is yet, but I think they will. I would love to see Alexa take over Absolution. That'd be dope. Um, we also had Braun Strowman doing silly shit, part 100. Uh, he had a, a Symphony of Destruction match with, uh, with uh, Elias, which I'm guessing is blowing off their, their quick little feud. Um, what are the, what, what's Braun doing for WrestleMania? Like this... Shoot. <laughs> uh, Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal? <laughs> he did that last year, didn't he? Um, yeah. I, I think he didn't win. Did <laughs> you put him in the IC match? No. No, it distracts from the actual... I think everyone will not shit on it, but it distracts from the actual match people want to actually see. It, 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 it's a it's subtraction by addition at this point. Um, just because it detracts so much away from the match. It'll be a fun match, don't get me wrong. But the thrill of to the, the, the natural competitiveness between Miz, Seth Rollins, and Finn Balor, I think is way more is a way stronger program than adding Braun Strowman to it. And then sort of dictating a lot of the attention away from those three competitors for Braun Strowman. Right. Uh, I, I, I think that I absolutely agree. And it's also the issue with just like, like I said, turning him face. I, I think you turn him face. He loses that WrestleMania program because he doesn't have a face to go against. Or, or, I mean, he, like, whereas if he was a heel, he wouldn't have a face to go against. Like, I think it's, automatic if he was a heel going into WrestleMania, he'd have a Finn or a Seth or someone like that to have a great match against. But he, mm-hmm. he's a face now, and all of the other guys are busy. Really? Pretty much. It's pretty much that way. Um, Put him in a battle royal. Why not? Uh, yikes. That's, that's going to be a... It's going to suck. Uh, and, and we also had to close out the show. We had Roman Reigns going up against Paul Heyman. And honestly... Held his own. Uh, I, I wasn't. I wasn't enamored with Paul Heyman's promo at the end. He said I, "bitch" a lot, and he said I think "shit." He said, yeah, I think he said a lot of things. But the way, you know, it was one of those things where he said stuff, but I think it was just saying stuff disguised by an incredibly great delivery. Um, I think he made a lot of hot statements and that sort of worked, but I don't know if it's necessarily the promo that's like getting us there. It's not the promo. It's not the, the, the Brock Lesnar promo that we got before he destroyed John Cena at SummerSlam. It's not even the promo the night after SummerSlam or the night after he defeated the undertaker. It was kind of a remix of all of those things. And I think I think Roman Reigns, while the delivery of it all and is really, really good. Um, I don't know. It just seems like a, it's it's kind of like a cheap way to just get the it. it I don't want to discredit him. So I think it, it was really, really oh, it good. Was good. I, I just think people are tired. Like, I'm, I'm gonna keep it's it kind of cheap, though. It's kind of cheap. It's like, oh, we want a champion who's here. It's like, what are you running for third grade president? Like, what are you like? What, like this is how things have been for a while i think but he's speaking for the people which i guess makes it fair but i don't know it just seems cheap i don't know but 
I don't yeah. think I don't think that the fans are necessarily. He's speaking for fans who don't care whether they he speaks for them or not. Like they care, yeah. they like what he says, but I don't think they care about Roman Reigns to get behind them because of the things he's saying. He's trying to win them over while saying this. Still, he's yeah. cheap popping them. It's it's not as organic as people think, but I do like it. I do like it. I do like the genuine support. It seems. Yeah, and. Um... Again, I don't think that the. I think people are over Brock, and I don't think they're super enamored with Roman either. Yeah, I think it's mainly because people are just over Brock. People are just like, "Yo, just we're done. We're good. Thanks for coming." In, yeah, in that shit. Um, I again, I didn't think it was a bad segment. I, I think that Roman's tremendous. I think he's trying. I just really do not think that he is the guy that they think he is, and I, I think we might be doing a little bit of course correcting after uh, Mania is over and we get to the shakeup and shit like that. Like, I think you need to do some course correcting because they're, 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 they're just not into him. Like they, like they should be going into a big match like this, especially against Brock Lesnar. And they're trying hard, but you still heard booze for Roman. On, oh yeah. On, on, and you still you're always going to hear that. You're always going to hear that. There's never, it's not going to be overwhelming, um, you know, support for him. Even with John Cena, it's still not overwhelming support. There's still a few right. booze, but uh, it's never going to be, you know, 100% for Roman Reigns. Right. Um, but that was, that was raw just in a, in a nutshell, a uh, pretty, pretty okay show. I, I just thought it was, it was kind of bookended and started with those two big programs. Uh, SmackDown live. Uh, Aaron, uh, I, think we sh- I think we should go through the card and then l- let's, let's talk about, smackdown via the card because this was the go home show and every segment they had was related to one of these matches on the show right uh and they just added like three matches last night i will start with becky lynch and naomi versus natalia and carmella in a tag match uh from a few that started on twitter that i I guarantee you probably 10 people saw yeah it (laughs) it was an exclusive on the on the website and the network and things like that it led to a match on smackdown this week between becky lynch and carmelo which becky lynch won um and now it's leading to some sort of spat between natalia and naomi which i thought was a a nicely high school acted segment um (laughs) it was awful (laughs) awful. literally like you could tell they read a script you could tell like it was, but it it was like, (laughs) excuse me. Uh, Like it was one of those, like, um, (laughs) but I think it was a, it'll it'll be a match. It'll be a match on the show. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't really care who wins Uh, Carmela boy. Oh boy. She's 200 plus days with that, that briefcase. If Oscar's coming to, to, uh, to SmackDown, I do not think that Carmela is winning that title. Uh, I think you need to just – I'm surprised that they have not done the, the cash-in yet. And I honestly think that some weeks they forget that she has it. Yeah. But <laughs> uh, the, really next match was, the next match on the card was just literally announced last night. Uh, oh, but, but we guessed it last week. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura versus Rusev. Uh, good, good job, WWE, putting Nakamura, who, you know, has not been on the show for weeks against a fan-favorite character in Rusev at this point. I like Rusev. I like Shinsuke Nakamura. I think they'll have a fine match. That's all I think about it. I think it's a match they could have had on SmackDown. Um, yeah. But pretty much uh, kind of a lot of these matches they honestly could have had on SmackDown and probably have at some point. Um, this is a SmackDown show. To yeah. Me. This is a SmackDown uh, I would episode. not be surprised if this ends like three hours and 30 minutes. 
Like, <laughs> I would not be surprised. I don't think this show is going over four hours like the last show. Um, oh, absolutely. Um, then you, you – well, obviously, Nakamura wins to look strong going into uh, WrestleMania. Uh, then you have Charlotte Flair versus Ruby Riot for the Women's Championship. Uh, I thought they had a great promo segment. One of my favorite segments on the show, uh, or the first hour of the show, really, uh, last night, was was uh, Ruby Riot and Charlotte going uh, – toe to toe on the mic, so to speak. And I thought it was a pretty strong promo segment that was interrupted abruptly, but I, what, how do, you, do you think the match is going to be good? Um, no, um, I don't think any of this part of this feud is going to be memorable at all. I think to me, Ruby Wright went for the same barbs that everyone has gone against Charlotte for and Charlotte responded the way she always kind of responds to a lot of different things. But I yeah, think like- this match, um, I think this match will happen and, I don't think people will remember it happened by next year's fast lane. I think it's literally a bump on the road to WrestleMania and you just have to find a way to get over it. Um, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I don't, I, I don't have any strong feel. And this doesn't, you know, I think Charlotte had a lot more consistent, better matches on raw because she was up against a lot of talent. And I think in still this learning part of her career, I mean, she's only still been wrestling for like five years. Um, and I think she still needs a lot more reps against a lot more great opponents. And I think SmackDown kind of hinders her as a sort of in-ring talent. Right. And obviously I think Charlotte wins this match to go into the program. Uh, and, yeah, it, I think it'd be good. I, I don't think Ruby's a bad wrestler. I, I think that she's great. This might be her chance to show that she is more than just running away and then losing a lot. Um, the next match is uh, the Usos versus the New Day for the tag team title. Uh, I think it'll be a tremendous match. I, I'm, they never have bad matches. Yeah, it's going to be really, really good. Um, I, I don't think they had a segment this. I think they just had a recap. Yeah, a um, video segment. But I think it's going to be a great match. I think it's these teams, I'm interested in how they creatively make this one different than the rest of the ones because I think that's what they're probably going to go for. I think two right. teams who are so invested in the quality of these of their matches, I think they're going to go out to try to prove that they can have a different match and still make it be as good and as entertaining and as cool as ever. I'm interested who will be the two for New Day. Um I'm just interested in sort of the result of this match. And I think the Usos are going to win this match just so they can head to WrestleMania and have that match. And they, and they deserve it. They, they fucking deserve it. Um, just, just period. I, I think they, they need their, their, their singular. Yeah. Uh, their singular match on, on, on WrestleMania. Uh, the night, the, I'm sorry, man. This this show just on paper is just so yeah. It's not yeah. So we got Bobby Roode versus Randy Orton. And yeah, for the US United, title. Yeah, they're saying this is the only championship that's eluded Randy Orton his entire career. It's probably because he never wanted it. I, I think he's gonna win it. I think he's gonna win because of Jinder Mahal. I think so too. We're. I think I really do think we're running into a Randy or a Jinder Mahal feud after WrestleMania uh, for the U.S. title with Bobby Roode kind of on the outs. I think you really want to move, honestly, to keep it 1,000. I think you move Roode out of the title picture, heal him, and then have him and Nakamura in the summer. I think you we move Bobby Roode out and possibly even move him to Raw. Who knows? You're talking about the shakeups. You can move him to Raw. 
Wow, that you're going even that, that's even a, that that's that's actually a good idea. I I, I really I was hoping they keep those two away from each other as far as Nakamura and, and Rude go. Yeah, overall, I'm not mad at that either. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 but judging from like uh, just how they've done things, I think yeah, it's Bobby Rude, Randy Orton. Um, I don't know how good this match will be. They're both kind of out of burnt out of the same candle. They're from the same mold of just like very muscular, aggressive guys um, in their 40s. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I got no, I'm going to say Randy Orton wins this. Yeah, I, I think Randy's going to win this match. Um, thanks to Jinder Mahal interference. And then we have the main event, uh, which is too too big for TV, apparently, even though they just literally left Jeff John Cena off of the, the actual match and had the fucking match on SmackDown last night with the five yeah. participants. <laughs> it was but pretty good. Had, I'm not going to hold you. It was pretty good. Yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, you had AJ Styles John Cena, uh, versus John Cena versus Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn versus Baron Corbin versus Dolph Ziggler in a six-pack challenge for the WWE title. I love the intersecting, intertwining storylines here with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Uh, AJ Styles and John Cena once again, and you have Baron Corbin and Dolph Ziggler on the outside kind of looking to to make their mark on this match. I don't think this match is going to be bad. I think I like it a little bit more than when it was just the, the three-way match between AJ and KO. I like it way and, more. <laughs> <laughs> way but more. Um, I, I think we all know where the inevitability of this in Elimination Chamber, I think, hurts these shows. I think they could have done a little bit better job building these these programs to have a, a sense of believability. I agree. Um, I think, you know, I liked where the the Owens and Zayn program is going, even though I think it's way too soon to break them up after just getting them together like three months ago. They're already hinting at a breakup. But I think if there's any two superstars who could make this sort of work or at least give it the sort of context to be like, okay, that makes sense. It's Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens because, you know, Sami Zayn, just natural thespian. But it was a good it was a good way to end SmackDown of that sort of um, unsureness of it all. It's like, what what does Sami Zayn just do and why will he do anything to win the WWE championship over his best friend, Kevin Owens? So it makes me wonder, is it Kevin Owens turning face and Sami Zayn saying heel? Or, you know, is it the other way around as we get it normally? Um, also, you know, I liked AJ Styles' response to John Cena that, listen, you're, that not great. The, you're not the only one going for a WrestleMania moment. Like, it's just, this isn't the John Cena show. This is our show. And then Dolph Ziggler comes out and makes a lot of noise about the same thing he makes noise about. I'm just sorry. <laughs> I'm just not a Dolph Ziggler fan. I'm just... Yeah, his character's so perplexing to me because i think it's he's actually the same thing as a heel as he is a face and he was actually like healing he was actually yeah. like healing on, on, in the in the in the promo on, on tuesday but he comes back he loses a lot and it's literally he's in the same spot that he was before and i, I just think it's just a weird place that his character is in I, I, don't, I don't enjoy it i think he's taking the pinfall on sunday but even when he when you get to, to mania he's still not probably gonna have unless you're gonna do baron versus ziggler in the pre-show or some shit like you're still gonna have the same thing but i think the intrigue here is what's gonna happen to cena because after this cena doesn't have any more scheduled uh, appearances for smackdown he's only on raw i think i think this is going to be his write-off on raw for the year mm-hmm. you have the ko sammy stuff and then you have aj styles finally fulfilling the, the destiny of 
Nakamura AJ at WrestleMania. Fast lanes on Sunday, people. Uh, I, I don't really know how much more we could hype this show. Uh, it's going to just be don't forget it. That's the name. That's the hype for the yeah. show. Just don't forget it's on. I, um, I think there might they, we could probably get a big angle for the women and the men out of this also. So they need uh, to do something. Are we doing something with the Shane and Brian thing? Th- there was no mention of it on Tuesday. And Absolutely. it's like now it's like have we just wasted our time? We have. We I think have we have. have. You have wasted six months. Yes, we have on this. Unless Shane, like, you know, Shane's going to get a match, but I just don't, if, if it's against KO and Sammy, I, I don't know what the point of that is. You know, like I, I don't, if that's your big SmackDown match, like for, for now. And honestly, like just let SmackDown have Nakamura AJ be their biggest match. There's nothing wrong with that. Like Shane doesn't need a match. Right. That, that's, that's where you go there. And, and we'll see. I, I think that the actual, Hard sell for WrestleMania starts on Monday. So um, I'm really excited for that. And that, that's why I'm ready for this pay-per-view to be over with. <laughs> but uh, did, did you watch the Mixed Match Challenge last night? I, I did not watch it. For the first time, I did not watch it. Okay, so we don't have to talk about it. Uh, we, we did uh, not. Braun and, and Lexington Lexington won. Lexington won. And uh, 205 Live, did you have any thoughts on that? I watched that this morning. I did not get to watch it. Um, uh, Really good show. I, I, how do you feel I, about how do you feel about Mustafa Ali and you know his um he essentially recorded and cut his own promo and yeah. to the internet. Um, do you feel like that's done him any favors? Do you think that it works against him? How do you feel like it does for Mustafa Ali? Do you feel well, like anyone think, notices? I don't think it hurt him because he put um he put they they put the promo on two hundred five live this week and Ooh. they. they aired it in its entirety and and i and i think that's a that's a promising sign i think we're i think we're also getting we're we're getting to see who they feel as though is important on this show just based on this tournament um we had mark andrews versus drew gulak drew gulak won that match it was a tremendous and don't you know me not running through these matches does not mean they're not tremendous they're they're both great matches 205 line has been excellent for the past six weeks but um you had Mustafa Ali versus Buddy Murphy, and that was a fucking great match that I feel like Green Bay did no justice to. They, you could literally see people leaving the, the arena while this match was going on. But Mustafa Ali works his ass off every single week, and it's good to see it being uh, being paid off. So he defeated Buddy Buddy Murphy, and, and he is going on to face Drew Gulak uh, in the semifinals of the actual tournament in two weeks. And next week you have you have Roger Strong and. Cedric um, I, I really think we're going to get Cedric and, and Mustafa in the finals. Um, they're the two most, they're the two most known characters on the show. But I wouldn't be mad. If you got, if you got Roddy, if I got Roddy, I wouldn't be mad at all. I would be actually for it. Um, but I don't know. Just depends. But Cedric's story, Cedric's story has to end in a positive manner. He has been in this tournament, this this perpetual tournament since December. Yeah, it's it's really he really has. Even Drew Gulak, in a sense, has been in this perpetual. I mean, he lost, but he's been in this like this thing of just like something's going to happen since December, and because of everything that's gone on and stuff like that. Well, it just it just hasn't come to fruition. Yeah. Um, two things I want to ask you about about two hundred five live related. Um, Tag team championships. That's the yeah. rumor. What do you yeah. think about it? I love it. I, I think uh, if you have the show, they already fill the matches or, or, or space the matches out in between with tag matches anyway. 
um, you have some built-in tags. You have one that, you, that was just made between Tozawa and it's Hideo Itami last night, which is a cool, it was a pretty cool tag match that they had too. I think I'm all for it. Them against Lucha House Party will be a fucking spectacular match. You do another little mini tournament uh, after after Mania is over with for the for the titles. You have your you have your hour long show there. You have your your second NXT right there. You just have yeah. to get people interested, and I think they have no they'll have no problem doing that. I, I would I I'm all for the idea. I'm all for the push that they are giving 205 Live in an organic way. Because if you notice, like they have Drake Maverick on Twitter pushing the show and asking the fans what they think and what they want, stuff like that. Like they're really kind of framing it as the WWE's like kind of like kind of indie. And yep. I dig it. I really dig 205 Live a lot. And you know, six months ago we were not saying this when we were dreading talking about the show with Enzo clogging up 45 minutes of it. So um, I'm all for tag titles. Um, rumors of talks with Neville are they just rumors? Do you think they're just rumors? I don't think they're just rumor. I I I think that they Neville, really want Neville back. Yeah, I I think you I think and I mean if even if you're Neville like or any anyone you know you 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 get burnt out. I I, I honestly believe that. Like Enzo even talked about it on I believe it was a. Was it Jericho's podcast? Was someone, someone's podcast last year. He was like, you have to think about in, uh, Neville who has to go to Raw and be on Raw. And then he has to travel to wherever 205 is going to be. Stay to the end of the night at 11 o'clock, then go home. Like, so he's not leaving till like 12 at the, at the very latest, you know, because he had to do two of those shows. And, I, and if you notice, like, look at how they've taken 205 completely off of Raw. Yeah. Like I think that was the that was the key there. Where it's like you guys will not have to travel to anywhere but SmackDown, and that will be your place. And I and, and go ahead and do that. You know, like I think you give you know you have to show your performers sometimes that you, that you that you're willing to, to to break and 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 be at least conservative if they're going to do that. If they're not going to bring back Raw, I, I really do think they're going to put the cruiserweights back on Raw when they have a champion. But I, I do think that with Neville coming back, he's probably seeing what they're trying to do to rebuild this brand. And if Triple H had to give him the hard sell, where it was like, hey, we're putting Roddy here. We're going to put Ricochet here soon. We're going to put a lot of these other people on this show. Mm-hmm. That would make you go there because this automatically Neville is, is the, to him, to him, you know, in his character's mind, the uncrowned king. So yeah. I'd love Neville to be back. I think it's time for him to come back. The bullshit is over with uh, and, and on that show. And I, and I think, is what better time for Neville to come back than when you have a Mark Andrews there to match wits with him. You have a Roderick Strong. You're going to have Ricochet, you know, I think sooner than later on that show. Like, why not? I agree. I agree. But that was the, the week in wrestling. Um, this has been the A-Show 20. Uh, I, I think one of my favorite shows just in recording it, one of my favorite shows to date. What do you think, Mills? I agree. I think... Um... I think it was a we, we gave him a long show this week, man. Yeah, we gave, him a I, show. we gave him AMAs. We gave him everything, man. I think it's a good show. I think we're heading in the right direction. I think the show becomes way more exciting when wrestling becomes way more exciting, which is always right. around WrestleMania time. So I think over the next couple of weeks, you're literally not going to want to miss this show every week. You want to be keep nope. subscribed. <clears throat> to RNC radio and keep subscribed to this because WrestleMania season is only heating up. It's only getting better. Developments are only happening. Um, outside stuff are definitely happening to circular around, to orbit around that WrestleMania weekend that we will be informing you of. Um, yes. And just yes. more stars and everything, man. Yes. And, and we will have some big announcements coming soon. 
Um, I'm super excited about them. They're, they're coming into fruition. But I, as Emil said, these next four weeks, we're completely going into overdrive. This is the most exciting time of the season, bigger than Christmas for me and Mills. It is WrestleMania season. We have next week coming up, we'll have all of the, the news and stories coming out of Fastlane and Raw and SmackDown. And we will pop, potentially have a full by next Wednesday, if, if that's not exciting enough. But uh, of course, this week you have NXT. We'll, we'll run through the NXT card next week. I believe they, that card should be filling out as well. And we'll also have the news and notes from the taping that are tapings that are happening this week from, for NXT, for the go-home, for NXT New Orleans. But I just want to say... Thank you guys for listening to us for the first 20 weeks. And hopefully we won't let you guys down for the, for the, for the next 20 and the 20 after that. Uh, the A-Show is literally the place to be for the, you know, some of the best commentary and analysis for wrestling on the podcast space. So um, for, for meals, this is Justin. Uh, you can follow me at OG Johnny five on Twitter and Instagram and anywhere else. And you can follow meals at M E E L Z TV Meals TV on all social media. Well, not all social media platforms, but on Twitter. He's up there. Uh, and for the show, hey, uh, thank you guys for listening. Until, ne- until next week. Uh, yeah, happy peace. Rusev Day. Um, wait, make sure you watch uh, Fastlane. <laughs> uh, we'll be back next Yeah, do that. Back next week, guys. Peace. <laughs>